Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story all about providing a ticket. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, sorry, you told me to leave you alone. When I was around 15 or 16, a friend and I went to the local mall on the weekend to hang out and hit the arcade. After a bit, we decided to get a drink at the food court. While we were standing in line, an older man, late 30s or early 40s, looking like he just got out of the gym, decided to cut the line in front of us. The line was fairly long at this point, around 10 deep, they had the best lemonade in the mall. I tapped him on the shoulder and said, sir, we're in line here. He shot us a look and turned back around, pretty much ignoring the fact that we were there. When he got nearer to the register, he reached into his pocket to take out his wallet. As he did so, a wad of cash fell onto the floor, unnoticed by him. As rude as he was, I was raised to be courteous and respectful. I picked up the cash and said, excuse me, sir. At which point he replied without even turning to look at me, shut up and leave me the freak alone. I turned back to look at the older gentleman behind us who just smiled and shrugged, so I placed the cash in my pocket. When it was time for him to pay, he opened his wallet to discover that there was no cash in it. He turned and quickly scanned the floor. When he didn't find the money, he asked us if we'd seen him drop it. My friend said, can't help you. We were told to shut up and leave you the freak alone. It was a bit spicy. He ranted, but in the end he walked away without his money. Turned out there was 147 bucks in there. A nice haul for a broke kid in the early 90s. Another time when I was just a little older, I'd gone to Wally World. I purchased something fairly inexpensive and paid the cashier. She handed me back around 87 bucks in change. I said, ma'am, I think you gave me the wrong change. She looked at it and told me that she had it right. I responded, but ma'am, she cut me off, spitting mad, and went into a rant about how she was very good at math. I let her finish and simply said, okay, sorry to bother you, ma'am. I then took my leave. I wonder how she felt about her math skills when she counted her drawer after her shift. What I was trying to tell her was that I'd paid with a 20, not a Benjamin. How many of you guys, if you paid somewhere with a 20 and they gave you change for a 100, would actually speak up and be honest about it? I even bet that there's going to be a lot of people that say they would be honest, but in reality when faced with getting 70, 80 bucks put into their hand, they may just take it to their grave without ever admitting it to anybody. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, employer only paid us on time if we faxed our timesheets. This happened about 10 years ago when I was working on the railways near London. I worked for an agency which supplied staff to the railways on a temporary basis. They were very old-fashioned, and as part of our employment contract, they stated that our hand-completed timesheets had to be faxed by 7pm on the Thursday for us to be paid on the Friday. Timesheets that were emailed even before 7pm would result in wages not being paid until the following Friday. 
Obviously, they chose the most inconvenient way as it was 2014 and nobody had a fax machine, so that they were able to legally retain our wages in their account for an extra week. But my printer at home had a fax machine built in that I never used, so after my first week, I plugged in my printer to the phone line, faxed my timesheet to the agency, and waited. The next day, I still hadn't been paid, so I phoned them and asked why I hadn't been paid. But the response was explained in a dull voice by somebody who had obviously repeated the same sentence so many times that it had lost all meaning to her. As explained in your contract, only timesheets that have been faxed to us are paid the next day. If you've emailed it, your wages will be paid the following week. I reply, but I did fax it. She gathered her thoughts for a moment before... Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market replying oh er okay which number did you fax it to so i gave her the number i faxed it to which was correct she came back on the phone a couple of minutes later okay yes we've got it sorry i can't remember the last time somebody actually faxed their timesheet to us i'll get that paid now as you can imagine i told my colleagues the following day and from then on they all gave their timesheets to me to fax when i got home so they got paid on time At the time, I wondered if they'd drop the silly fax versus email rule, but it continued and so every week, I'd fax in half a dozen timesheets to them. I think the thing here is having a phone line. I don't even think it's necessarily the fact that nobody has a fax machine, I think they're pretty easy to get still, built into a printer. It's the fact that you need a phone line, almost nobody has a landline anymore. My family was a holdout for a long time but finally ditched that. I don't know how much it really matters to these people getting paid a day early, but I'd probably start charging like a $2 fee to do this for everybody. I mean, how much time do you spend faxing all these timesheets for all these people? Our next story is, I need to work slower and look busy for the boss? You got it. For background, I've always been an incredibly hard and efficient worker, always getting things done faster than expected, and going above and beyond. My program for college required us to go to class for six months of the year, and work full-time in our field for the remaining six months. As a freshman in college, I got my first job at an automotive supplier. My first semester was fairly slow, mainly due to the fact that the person who was supposed to train me went on medical leave my first week there, and didn't come back for almost a year, and wasn't replaced. However, in my second semester, things really took a turn for the worse. Two key things happened at the start of my next semester. One, I was moved to a new department. Two, the company began merging with one of their competitors. Now, when the company began the merger, they decided they were going to move everything at my site to the other company's HQ in another city nearby. The first thing that moved was the vast majority of the equipment my new department used. 
The upper management made the brilliant decision to leave the four members of my department, one supervisor, one tech, and two students, at the old site until the move was complete. This meant we had essentially nothing we could work on. Here's where we get into the malicious compliance. After about two weeks of sitting around, my supervisor, 60-year-old female, finally came up with a small task for me. I completed this in about four hours, which I thought was pretty good for something I'd never done and had little training on, so I went to let her know. I said, hey, super, I'm done. Super, angry and in a panic, said, done? This was supposed to take you all week. I don't have anything else for you to do now. I need you to look busy in case boss walks by. Next time I give you something to do, you need to drag it out longer so that you look busy. Now, young naive me was initially confused by getting reprimanded for working too fast. But what the boss says goes. A week or so later, I was given another task. I was to take thousands of these tiny explosive devices we use and dispose of them by detonating them in a concrete box. They were too volatile to just throw out, so they had to be discharged first. Super said, and remember, take your time and don't go through them too fast. Now, this was obviously just busy work to get me out of the way, but the great thing with this task was that it had to take place in a back garage that nobody ever went into to avoid the obvious danger of people walking in while I was setting off controlled explosives. I could have easily hooked up 20 of these bad boys at a time and set them off every 5-10 to minutes, finishing the whole batch in about a week, but I had to look busy. So instead, I set off about 5-10 to of these once an hour and spent the rest of my time on my phone playing games, watching Netflix, listening to music, etc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Getting paid over double minimum wage at the time. I managed to stretch that project for the remaining two and a half months I was there, finishing just in time for the end of the semester. Anytime someone asked me for help on something else, I politely told them I would when I was done, but it might be a while because Super told me not to go through these too fast. They usually ended up finding some other bored student to help them. I think Super genuinely forgot I worked there by the end, because when I stopped into her office in my last week to let her know I'd finished the task, she seemed very surprised and confused to see me. The company ended up paying me over $10,000, a lot of money for a student at the time, just to sit on my phone all day for three months. I sent an email to the supervisor, boss, and HR at the end of the semester, letting them know that I would not be returning the next semester. In my best corporate language, I let them know I was leaving to pursue opportunities that would better utilize my time and skills. I found out later when several of us ran into each other at a job fair that all but two of the other students had also quit at the end of the semester out of boredom and or uncertainty that we would even have jobs to come back to. The company did not handle the transition well and could never give us straight answers about when, where, or if we would be brought back. Depending on the kind of person you are, this could be either a nightmare or the best job you've ever had. I know there's a lot of people out there who, if they're at a job and they're not actually working, it might drive them utterly insane. 
Our next story is, I can't show you my ticket, you just forbade me from getting it. Hi gang, backstory. After having gone through a rather difficult period in my life, my girlfriend told me last weekend that it was time for me to try and cheer up a little and let's go to Svola, which is a Dutch town in the Netherlands, just for a bit of sightseeing and maybe also to visit a friend of hers to return something she had borrowed for a while. Well, we had a great day, plenty of things to see, nice atmosphere in the city, and when we visited her friend's place, things really clicked. We were even invited to dinner, which we happily accepted. Having remembered seeing a supermarket not too far away, I immediately suggested that we sponsor the wine, and it was a pleasant evening. We also discovered that this friend lived relatively close to a bus stop, which made things all the more easy. We left around 8pm, and as luck would have it, we didn't even have to wait for our train. However, this train ride turned out to be nothing but absurd. All of this played out in the Netherlands, conversations have obviously been translated. If you don't do as I say, I'll have to fine you. Okay then. At this time, the train isn't really crowded, so we have to find a place to sit and end up on a four-seater, as I like to call it. Two benches with a small table in between near the window, which provide room for four people. We both go sit near the window and chatter a bit when we finally notice a weird pamphlet on the table reading something like, phone-free compartment, but neither of us gives it much thought. We chatter a bit until the next station is announced, the one where we need to get off and hop onto another train that will actually take us home. My girlfriend tells me that she's going to check the schedule to see where we need to go, and she grabs her phone. I thank her, and then I suddenly remember that I've read something about those flyers the week before, so I grab my phone to check a local newspaper. Suddenly, things got completely absurd. Madam, you need to put that phone away! Someone calls out, and before we know it, the conductor is standing next to us while addressing my girlfriend. We both look up surprised. Why? she asks. This is a phone-free zone, you're not allowed to use your phone here. If you want to use your phone, you need to go sit somewhere else, he answers. What kind of idiot came up with that stupid idea, I ask him, and it actually looks as if he took offense to my comment. This was thought up by two students who want to help improve the world, the conductor answers. Instead of looking at your phone all the time, you could be interacting with other people, which is also much healthier. I look at my girlfriend, she looks at me, I wink and tell the conductor, You want me to talk to her? Everyone knows that talking to women is scary, which is almost immediately met with hard laughter behind us. My girlfriend retorts, Yeah, I don't want to talk to him. All I want to do is check the NS app to see what platform I need for getting my connection. You'll have to do that somewhere else, or you could ask me, the conductor answers. This is lousy customer service, my girlfriend retorts, while this dude is starting to look angry. It is what it is, either you two put your phones away or I'll have to issue a fine. Fine, I snap while I put my phone away, when I suddenly realize something. I grin and once again wink at my girlfriend while patting my phone, which is now in my pocket. My patting also suddenly made her realize the obvious. Now that we got this out of the way, can I see your tickets please, the conductor asks. Nope, I tell him. You just told me not to and I don't want to risk getting fined. Now visibly angry, he says, what the heck is that supposed to mean? I did no such thing. You don't have a ticket, is that it? He snaps at me. I again pat my chest. I don't travel that often, so I always purchase my tickets using the app, which is on my phone. And you just told me that I can't use it. So, I can't show you my ticket, I tell him. The guy looks flabbergasted. Um, no, this is different. You need to show me your ticket, he says. My girlfriend chimes in. So that you can write him a fine for using his phone? 
No thank you, you can't apply the rules like you please. And you just clearly told us that we're not allowed to use our phones, she said. I continue, And what guarantees do I have that you won't just find me later anyway? You obviously like to apply the rules as you please. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now arriving at Arnhem Station, a voice suddenly says over the intercom. Oh, that's my stop, my girlfriend says and gets up to walk towards the exit. Cool. Mine too, I say, and follow her, while ignoring the sputtering from the conductor. We caught our connection in the nick of time, despite having to search for the platform, and that was the end of that weird ordeal. Aftermath. Thing is, I did get a little upset over all that nonsense, because this isn't a common thing, and as it turned out, this mobile-free zone is merely a test case that's applied on a few local train routes. I decided to complain to customer service, but... Also listen to my girlfriend, we didn't make it personal by calling out that specific conductor. Maybe he just had a really crappy day, but we just complained about the whole ordeal. Today we actually got an answer. Dear customer, we're sorry to hear that you didn't feel comfortable during your train ride and that you considered the smartphone free zone as a decrease in customer service. That was never the intent of this test case. People are suggested not to use their phones, but this is not something we enforce because, as you mentioned yourself, people may need to check their connections or may need to consult other news regarding their trip, for which we actually encourage the use of the NS app. If someone did try to enforce this, then we'd like to hear back from you. NS Customer Service We didn't respond. Now my girlfriend says that I probably should, but I don't know. So I figured I'd dump this on Reddit instead. See, I don't even think you would be the jerk if you mentioned it in the initial message, but now they are asking you for it. They are literally giving you the greenest light to say, rat them out, you're not in trouble for it, you're not the jerk, we want to do better for everybody else. And for the sake of everybody else, you'd at least be potentially getting them to remind their workers about being better about not enforcing the smartphone thing. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.